Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm Duke Lamastra, and you're listening to the Simple Power Podcast, where we think practically about the presence and the power of God. This episode is part one of a two-part interview with Caleb Hires, who is the senior pastor at The Resting Place in Tampa, Florida. And in this episode, Caleb is going to share his story, his testimony about how he really started to live a supernatural lifestyle. This is an awesome story that he's told all around the world. I'm so excited to bring it to you guys because it beautifully demonstrates the heart of the father to partner with every single one of his sons and his daughters to see incredible things happen. All right, guys, let's get into it. I'm here with a brand new friend of mine, Caleb Hires, and I'm so excited to just jump into some stuff with Caleb. Caleb is a pastor, a worship leader, a church planter. He's currently the senior leader at The Resting Place in Tampa, Florida. Did I say that right? Yep. He's a husband and a father. Awesome guy. Such a heart for people, such a heart of compassion. And uh, The Resting Place, that, um, that name, mm-hmm. Caleb, I really think just in the brief time that I've known you, which has mm. only been for what, two weeks? Yeah. <laughs> I think we've had one conversation and now yep. we're here. This is conversation number two. Uh, yep. I definitely feel like this is a God thing, a God connection. But totally. just in the brief time that I have known you, I really feel like that idea, the concept of the resting place mm. is so just interwoven into the fabric of who you are as a person. And that's mm. what you put out and that's your, that's your heartbeat. And we really can live from a place of rest, a resting place in the Lord in every single aspect of life. We don't have to live with this, you know, fighting, striving mentality, trying to be good enough and do enough and all this kind of stuff, but living just from that place of rest and security Mm -hmm. in God. And then I think you, I've heard you talk about this, that on top of that, on the shoulders of, of rest and that just quiet place of rest and trust and confidence in God that we can begin to move in faith and, and do the do incredible things for the kingdom yes. of God in partnership with the Holy Spirit. Amen. I love that. I, and I, you don't know this because we're only a couple weeks into our bromance here. Because um, <laughs> I love your book. We talked about that. But uh, I do have a crazy God testimony, if you want to hear it, about rest that I, I didn't even share with you yet. Love it. And you're saying it's a part of who I am. I, well, I was actually healed of um, atypical narcolepsy, which is wow. basically uh, the inability to get REM sleep. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I, you know, a narcoleptic just falls asleep. Uh, I, I was atypical in that I didn't just fall asleep uh, ever. I never had what they call cataplexy, but my whole life, all the way up till um, 23 years old, I was exhausted all the time. I, I I didn't know it. I didn't get REM sleep. I'd had a sleep study done and they proved that I had atypical narcolepsy. I would hit REM sleep and I would leave it within 12 to 15 seconds. Wow. I would, I would never be in REM sleep for more than 12 to 15 seconds. And so you can imagine that that would not be very uh, restful as a person, you know, just physically. Wow. And yeah. And I, um, would have uh, crazy stuff. I don't know if you heard of sleep paralysis. It's where your mind is awake, your eyes are open, but your body can't move. Uh, it's where you're like locked in the cage of your body and you can wow. hear and you can see, but you can't really talk. I mean, you can kind of mumble, but I, that happened to me three or four times. Uh, my parents, namely in high school, trying to get me out of bed for school and I would be laying there and they, they're like shaking me and I can't move. I'm just listening and like my brain wow. is like body get up. It was really freaky, really scary. Um, and that actually is why I had the sleep study done. I'm like, this is weird. 
you know, like this is not yeah, right. Man. Other times, like I would sleepwalk, things like that. I actually uh, drove to school once. Uh, you know how people are afraid of showing up to school in their boxers and stuff like that? I showed, I drove to school in my, in my underwear, wow. woke up in the parking lot, in my car, parked. I woke up in the car. I drove wow. there to sleep. Really scary, really scary. So all yeah. that led me to really professional help, you know? And so I went and had the study. They proved it. I got on heavy drugs. I hated them, you know, all that stuff. But then I was at a meeting, a church meeting, and um, this guy was calling out all these words of knowledge and these pain and also, and I'm like, sleep, say sleep, say sleep. And I, we'll talk about the other stuff uh, we talked about off air earlier, how I even allowed myself to go to one of these type of events. But I was there and I was like, say sleep, say sleep, say sleep. He didn't say anything about sleep. So he sat down and uh, they kept going with the, the service and they were ending. And I just stood up and walked to the front of the church in the middle of everything and kind of got on one knee in front of this guy because I was desperate. And I was like, hey, man, you didn't say anything about sleep. I got sleep problems. You going to pray for me? Can you pray for me? You know, like totally bold, like yeah, obnoxious, you know, and desperate, man. like I, I was desperate. I was, it was not a fun way to be. I mean, exhausted all the time. And so I, I said that to him and he just very simply put his hand on my head and say, God bless him, bless him, God. And my head, it felt like, I don't know if you've experienced something like this, Duke, but I felt like I put my head in a 400 degree oven, like stuck it in there. It was like from the neck up only, just like heat when his hand, and then when he lifted his hand off of my head, the heat went away. It was, I was like, his hand is not that hot. There's no stinking way. You know what I mean? So um, from that moment, that night, no more issues. I slept like a baby. I woke up rested. I've been seven years now, totally, completely healed. Um, Yeah. And that's funny. I'm just now in this conversation connecting the dots. Oh, yeah. I lead a church called The Resting Place and I had an attack on my rest and you know the where the enemy attacks you is usually the place of your greatest authority amen so yes. I yeah. just you just helped me just now connect the dots on that I was like oh <laughs> anyway That's so good yeah man crazy That's so good man now it's just it's 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 what you're about man I love it yeah. I love it it's so good And it's easy it's just I I like my podcast Faith Rest Life it's just it's natural, but that's, that's how anointing works. I guess. I don't know. I'm yeah. still learning. I don't Absolutely. know nothing, man. So if there's an opposite to that thing that you had atypical narcolepsy, yeah, possibility I have it because <laughs> <laughs> I've been known to sleep through hurricanes, tornadoes, expl- like literal explosions. Uh, like I've been I've yeah. slept through all kinds of stuff. So I look at it as a gift. Sure. I could sleep. I could sleep through my kids jumping up and down on my back. Oh yeah. I sleep through all that kind of stuff. To everyone around me, it is anything but a gift. But yeah. it's just oh. rest in the Lord, man. <laughs> there you go. He gives his beloved sweet sleep, right? Absolutely. And man, I'm like that now, and I actually guard my sleep like crazy because of it. Like it's a yeah. gift, it's like a treasure every I didn't morning. Sleep like, for all these years. <laughs> right. Over twenty sure. years. Yeah. yeah. Own it, man. That's awesome. I do. Well, hey man, before we go uh, any further, I do just want to say you mentioned, you know, my my book real quick. I just want to say uh Caleb has uh you've got five books out now, right? Mhm. Five books yeah. out and um we'll we'll go ahead and first of all, Caleb, let's do this. I want to I want to uh talk about your book for just a second, but before we do that, can you cuz if we wait till the end, we might be too deep in the weeds and I don't want to forget. Um yeah. just tell everybody like how they can follow you, where they can find you and all that kind of stuff. 
Sure. Thank you. CalebHires.com, just like my name is spelled, CalebHires.com is kind of a hub. I have my podcast there. My books are all on Amazon, easy to get. Uh, and I also, are. if you want to check out the the church, it's TRPTampa.com or TheRestingPlaceTampa.com. Uh, you can just, you know, I preach almost every week. So if you want to hear that type of stuff, you can do that or look it up on YouTube. But yeah, CalebHires.com is the place to find everything. It's I try to keep it simple for people, you know. Awesome. Love it. Love yeah. it. And so the most recent book is The Wild, Weird, and Wonderful Ways of Yahweh. And mm-hmm. uh, that's just the <laughs> wild and weird and wonderful title. I love it. So, yes. <laughs> uh, but, th- it, but in this book, it's, a, it's, it's really short. Uh, it's a really quick read. Um, I think I read it just about in one sitting. Um, yeah. I, went, I went through it. It might have been one and a half if, if, yeah. you, can, if you can do that. But um, I was grabbed really early on um, just by your approach to awe and wonder at who God is. And mm. it's so important that we live with mystery. Now, I'm a very big advocate of hearing the voice of God and that we're supposed to hear his voice and be led by the spirit. And he gives us direction. He shows us where to go and what to do and all this kind of stuff. But mm. that doesn't mean that we're always going to understand everything and learn to be okay with that. And and just living with that balance of being led, but also living from a place of mystery and wonder because he's mm. so much bigger than we are. And dude, you purposely in this book go after some of like the difficult or like the stranger things in scripture, the the, the things that don't really make sense to our sensibilities and our regular yeah. way of thinking, all this kind of stuff. Just going after it in order to pull out the beauty and wonder of who God is. So that's it. Um, I really appreciate it. I kept it short because, um, first of all, I'm a musician by, by first love. I'm a musician worship leader and I know, um, I know my kind, they don't read. And so, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to write short books because if our worshipers or worship leaders aren't being engaged with content like this, then man, we're in trouble, you know? And I just, I just want to engage like everybody, you know, if you feel like you can't read very fast or whatever, you can read this one in a week, I promise you. Uh, And so, yeah, I just want to make the content uh, accessible. You know, there's no fluff in there. I can tell you that. I don't think I even repeat myself. I mean, it's, it's lean and mean on purpose. So yeah, there you go. Anyway, appreciate that. All right, Caleb, can we get into a little bit about just a little bit more about you. Um, I'd love for you to just kind of share a little bit about your story and how you got started in ministry and all that kind of stuff. Okay, cool. So yeah, I grew up uh, with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Bible. Um, <laughs> that's how I grew up, and we, you know, we had all the all the let me say fruits of that. Meaning, we um, if you have all bread and no wine, you probably got indigestion issues. Probably kind of like a little crabby your throat's a little scratchy, you know, you're not the nicest guy on the planet. That's kind of how, you know, grew up the church circles I grew up in. Uh, we, it wasn't extreme legalism, but it was legalistic for sure. Uh, I went from the womb to the pew, you know, I went, I was, I was in church day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, (laughs) you know, anytime the doors were open and my parents are amazing. I praise God for my dad and my mom. I have the most amazing parents on the planet. Um, my dad is the most Christ-like man I've ever met. I mean that, and I've met some really amazing people, uh, and he's just so amazing. I, if I'm a tenth of my father, I will be content. Seriously, wow. one of the most amazing people on the planet, and I make a point to say that as often as possible because it's the truth. 
Uh, and I recognize everybody doesn't always have that. So I just want to be grateful. I'm not bragging. I'm grateful. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, it's a big deal. And so I, I grew up in a great house and all that. But like I said, our church life and it was very integrated into who we are, but it was not uh, very open to the things of the spirit. Let's say it that way. In fact, we grew up in a, um, a worldview, which I, I use the term worldview because it's not a biblical worldview. It's just a worldview called cessationism. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not biblical. It's touted as biblical, but it's not. Um, I challenge anyone to prove it biblically, um, yes. respectfully. It's not biblical, but it is a worldview in that all the gifts stopped when the last apostle died, the sign gifts of the apostle, all that stuff, they stopped. And so we don't need apostles, prophets. You know, we got, we got the three fingers of God's hand, but not the five. We got the threefold, you know, mm, pastors, yeah. teachers, evangelists, but we don't need these two fingers, yeah. you know. That's how we operate. It's just really weird, you know? Yeah, it's anyway, No opposable thumbs. It's tough. Right, right. It's just strange. But that's how I grew up. And I, you know, I, uh, you know, high school kid was in bands. I'm a worship leader. Like I said, I've been leading worship for over 15 years. Uh, ever since I was 14, I've been on a stage somewhere at least once a week leading worship. I've been playing in bands. I got some music out and things like that. But I just, that was my life and my lifestyle. And I never in the million years thought I would lead a church. I just want to say that. In fact, when my wife told me I would, I called her crazy. And I was like, mm-hmm. no way, woman, go back to the loony bin. I literally said those words, go back to your loony bin. No way. <laughs> that's crazy. And that's one of those classic stories of like, don't tell God no, right? Like, don't tell God what he won't do because yeah. that's probably what, what's going to happen. Yep. You know? and that's what happened. But I um, really, the turning point for me out of that kind of that viewpoint and that theological position uh, where we don't need the Holy Spirit, we have the Holy Bible. I mean, that's just a crazy statement to me now, yeah, you know, but then it was hardcore in my depths, you know, and uh, the turning point for me was when my, actually my boss where I worked offered to pay for me to go to a mission trip to Honduras. I went to this trip and I thought, I thought it'd be people like me. I get down there. No, they're people like you, Duke. They're people, <laughs> they're praying for the sick. They're they're casting out demons. They're speaking in tongues. They're running around like crazy people. They're, you know, I'm like, I feel tricked. I'm like, God, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck here in a third world country with all those people. Yes. Those people over there, the, you know, the heretics and the yep. false prophets. And I'm with them. They paid for me to be here. You tricked me. And they're, they're laying hands on people and saying, God, it says in your work, these signs will follow them to believe. They'll lay hands on the six of them fully recover. I'm like, that's not in my Bible. No way that's not in my Bible. That's in some strange fire Pentecostal version. Wow. What translation are you reading? And they started saying Mark 16 a few times. So that night at the hotel, I looked it up and I saw it written in red and was like, oh, snap. Oops. <laughs> that might uh, be important. Right. Not only is it in my Bible, uh, God said it in the flesh. Jesus literally said yes. it. Mm. And that was the beginning of my my cognitive dissonance, the beginning of my confrontation of my poor uh, extra biblical theology, which is what I would call cessationism, extra biblical Mm. theology. So um, I came home from that trip, long story short, and found my mom. My mom was um, struck by lightning through the telephone when she was 18 years old, knocked down, um, had serious problems ever since. She had uh, chronic migraines, which was the main prevalent thing. Uh, she was debilitated on uh, tons of drugs. Every drug in the book, you name it, she was on it. Uh, she had kidney failure four to seven times a year. 
I mean, she was uh, fibromyalgia symptoms without the fibromyalgia. She had seizures. Mm. She couldn't drive. I mean, ambulance wow. at her house all the time. So sick yeah. in a house, in uh, the room without the lights on, glasses whenever lights are on because a uh, light would uh, trigger a migraine and a seizure and all that stuff. Mm. So, uh, yeah, this was my whole life. And then uh, in September of 2012, when I went on, on this mission trip, she was by prescription on 80 milligrams of oxy every four hours. Um, Percocet and Dilaudid every night and a fentanyl patch all day long. Fentanyl is basically, um, it's basically methamphetamine grade stuff. Like it's crazy. Those are crazy hard drugs. If you don't know, those are crazy drugs. Yeah. Um, that's the highest legal limit of oxy in the world right there. 80, eight zero milligrams every four hours. Uh, if you've ever know someone with back surgery, uh, they will give them like 14 milligrams every four hours for back surgery. Wow. 14. She was on 80 every four hours that they had basically said, uh, we're going to dope you up the rest of your life because this is her nervous system was firing. The synapses were like just going crazy. No way to operate on that incurable situation. Hmm. But God. So I came home from this mission trip. I got to my mom's house to tell her about all the crazy Duke like people that I was (laughs) with. Like they'll, she'll never believe these people, what they were doing. Oh my gosh. And I get there and she's crying. She's shaking. She's going through withdrawals from um, not having enough medication. She self-medicated, ran out, ran out of pills. She wanted to stop the pills and then got all mixed up with them. All that mm. stuff. She's two weeks dry. She has two weeks out from her medication, her refill. And she doesn't have any pills. It's a wow. problem. It's yeah. a problem, man. And she is desperate. So uh, I'm sitting on the couch listening to my mom weep and listening to her talk about the desperation she's feeling. And I hear a voice in my head, man, this voice in my head. It says, lay hands on her. <laughs> it sounded like the movie voice of God, you know? I think God had to do it that way or else I, I don't know. He was like, lay hands on her. It was like, you know, yeah. the big dramatic voice. I'm like, in my head, I went, no. <laughs> And the voice repeated itself, lay hands on her. I said, no, lay hands on her. No, lay hands on her. All right. I'm like, God, I'm not in Honduras. I don't do that kind of thing. He's like, lay hands on her. I'm like, hello. Uh, I participated with those crazies down there, but I'm not that guy. Get somebody else. Hello. Seriously having this argument with God. And I knew it was God because why would the devil tell me to pray for my mom? And I certainly didn't want to do it. So I still teach people that. I'm like, if you don't want to do it and the devil wouldn't want you to do it, it's probably God. You know, like just a good little test, you know, Yeah. Uh, is that God or is that me? Well, do you want to do it? No. Does the devil want you to do it? No, probably not. (laughs) You know, maybe, you know, anyway, so I finally gave up. This is what I said after arguing with God for a few minutes. I mean, mind you, my mom is crying. She's weeping while I'm arguing with God, you know. It's just this crazy, bizarre thing. I didn't have a theological paradigm for God to speak to me personally. You understand? That would be adding to scripture. Dude, good point, man. That would be adding to scripture. So this is my worldview breaking, like all of it breaking. The devil could speak to me, but not my father. That Hmm. was my theological understanding, which is ridiculous and wildly poor. But anyway, uh, that was my existence. That's what I knew. So I finally gave up and I said to God in my head, you know, because I'm having the conversation up here. And I said, this great prayer of faith. And I tell this story the same way every way, every time, because it, I think it helps people. 
because if you if God can work through me in this kind of prayer, He can work through you through whatever clunky thing you throw up towards heaven. Amen. All right. I said, fine, God, it's not gonna work, but I'll do it anyway. <laughs> I Ooh, was like, that's some faith, man. Dude, it's not gonna work, but I'll do it anyway. That's the faith of a mustard seed, I think. You know, it's obedience, right? Beyond yeah. what you understand. Yeah. And so I stood up. I said, Mom, stand up. We're going to pray for you. My brother there, his wife. My, I, it was, I was like, every step towards my mom was like, stupid, idiot, dumb. What are you doing? Wow. You know, like, like wow. in my head, like it was work to get over to the other side of the room. And I said to my mom, we're going to pray for you. She's like, she's like, whatever, you know, okay. I put my hands on her and I prayed the sassiest prayer on heaven's refrigerator. I said, <laughs> God, it says in your word that these signs will follow them to believe. And I believe. I'd done my good Southern Baptist, you know, exegetical proof texting. I had gone through the passage and I looked like, okay, believe what? And it was believing in the gospel. It was believing yeah. in the son. It was believing in the son of God, not the signs. I think that's where we get off, Duke, if I may offer this to your Absolutely, audience is bro. that when we attempt to drum up faith for the sign, we miss it. Come on. All we need is faith in the sun and signs follow. Yes. It's not about more faith for miracles. It's faith in the miracle worker. Absolutely. That's it. It's, do you, I tell people, you don't have any faith for miracles? No problem. Do you have faith in Jesus? Well, according to Jesus, that's enough. Amen. So I think we get off and we get into weird stuff when we're like, you know, fasting or praying or whatever, drumming up things um, in order to increase our faith level for miracles. I don't need a faith level of miracles. I have a measure of faith that he's given me and I'll go from faith to faith. But my faith is pointed at the son of God, that he is who he says he is. He died, rose again on the, from the grave, sits, sat down at the right hand of the father, made the remission for sins, total for all time, all eternity, complete, finished work. That's where my wow. faith rests. And everything flows from that instead yes. of like, Okay, Lord, we need a miracle, you know, and then if you add, you know, if you make Jesus uh, three syllables, it's more spiritual, right? Like Jesus, <laughs> right? Like in the name of <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. yeah. No, none of that works, right? I mean, I, God can use anything and he sure. has. Sure. But that's not the point. It's not about faith in the signs. It's faith in the son of God, yeah. period. These signs will follow. So I said in this sassy prayer, it says in your word, these signs will follow them that believe. And I said, and I believe. And that's where my brain stopped working, okay? And my, I heard myself say something. And uh, I would now categorize this, now knowing what I know, as an utterance of the Spirit, okay? Mm. It wasn't a tongue, but it was an utterance. I, I literally said something that bypassed my brain and hit my ears, if that makes any sense. Like, I heard yeah, myself saying it before I thought it. I said, I command all pain to go in Jesus' name. Comple a complete restoration by your Holy Spirit right now. I'm listening to myself say that. They weren't praying that way in Honduras. I didn't know Duke. I didn't know uh, Todd White. I didn't know Bill Johnson. I didn't know any of these people who trained this stuff. I, I wasn't even allowed to listen to them, you know? Yeah. I hadn't even heard their names. I have no idea. But it came out that way with authority. And my mom said it felt like a plug was folded from the bottom of her foot and all the pain drained out of her body in that instant. It was like hot oil went over her head and filled up every little place. She has been pain-free, pill-free, prescription-free since that on, Jesus. in September 2012. She's now a travel nurse pulling a fifth wheel around the United States, is in New Hampshire or something right now, making a bunch of money uh, praying for the sick in hospitals and 
bringing them healing through natural remedies and the word wow. of God. Wow. Complete and total restoration, complete and total healing. She stopped crying, stopped shaking, stopped having withdrawals, never, never went back on the medication, never got another prescription. Done. Wow. And yeah, God did that. So that's what turned me. That's what uh, flipped me around. And I went, after about a year of doubting it, honestly, bro, I, I doubted the healing for a year. I prayed really spiritual things like, God, thank you for this dispensation of grace. You know, I like if you say big words, theological word, it makes it spiritual, right? So yeah, the sure. season of mercy, you know, but I was giving God an out like, oh, you can, if the pain comes back, I understand it's okay. You know, wow. it never came back. And I, that was the first miracle I ever saw. Wow. Um, it messed me up for life. I'm, I am a, I am perma wrecked. I am messed up for good. I don't know how to go back to that other viewpoint. I can't get there if I tried, you know? And yeah. since then, I mean, words of knowledge, seen tons of people heal. I, I read the whole Bible again uh, without my bias, without my lenses, you know? Mm. And I'm like, oh, it's all in here. These signs of Father and the belief. That's not the only place. John 14, 12, whoever believes in me will do the same works I do and even greater because I go to the Father. I'm like, what's greater than raising the dead? Raising a graveyard? I don't know. But it's true. <laughs> you know, it doesn't fit in my head, but it's still true. So yes. I started seeing this and I started, I started saturating myself in the gospels and I was like, whoa, okay, uh, God, I don't know nothing. I thought I had a few, you figured out. I laid down my pride. I was like, I know nothing. I am now a learner. And I, I signed up that day to be a disciple of Jesus. So good. To be a learner, not someone who has learned, but someone who has everything to learn. So good. And so that's what's led me to this place. And uh, now it's like, you know, we see healing at our church. Uh, almost weekly, we, uh, you know, definitely monthly. We see people set free. I just was leading a lady today over Zoom, and she got some healing over Zoom. You know, I mean, yeah, like, man. just really cool. It's way more fun, way more fun to Isn't be it? used by God. Yeah. So, and now I can read awesome books like Simple Power and not be super offended. <laughs> great. It's great. So, anyway, that's. I hope I didn't go too long there, but that's. That's where, that's how I am the way I am. And that's the story. No, not at all, man. I'm so pumped. That's so good. I love it. Uh, I, it's such an awesome story. And there, there are so many things that we could look at right now, but I, I just want to kind of echo what you're saying in, in, in one aspect. Mm -hmm. And it's, you can be yourself. You don't have to change who you are. And like, just because, you know, so-and-so that you've seen on TV or you know, on. the pastor that you've seen and they lay hands a certain way and they elevate their voice and they make Jesus five or six or seven syllables and they do all this <laughs> stuff. It doesn't mean that you have to do that. If that's who you are and that's your actual personality, then go for it. Definitely Amen. Not, not, not putting any, anything down. But all I'm saying is like it's a great point. So often, like you can literally just, you can go up to, to your mom or to a stranger in the store or to a friend or on the phone, call somebody up or whatever it is. And when you have an opportunity to minister, whether it's for healing or it's the Lord gives you a prophetic word for them or whatever it might be, when you have an opportunity to do that, that doesn't make you like a weird person. It doesn't mean like it mm. can just flow from this place of rest, from this place of trust in who God is. Not in like, I love what you said, man, not just like striving for, okay, I need faith for miracles. I need faith for miracles. I need this miracle to work. I need this to happen. Hold on. In, in Galatians, it talks about how faith works through love. Love, come on. Faith works through love. And so I've said, look, if you feel like you're having a faith problem, you feel like your faith isn't good enough. Let me tell you, like, that's actually not true. 
because mm. God's dealt to each of us the measure of faith. So you Get have it. faith working in your life. You have the faith of Jesus from the moment. You couldn't even be saved if he didn't give that faith to you. By grace, Amen. you're saved through faith. And that not of ourselves is the gift of God, not of works that any man should boast. So he gives us faith as a divine gift, as an impartation from heaven, so that you can even just make that declaration out of your mouth, Jesus, be the Lord of my life. Right. Yeah. And so you start this relationship with Jesus. You start from a place of faith. And yes. Jesus is like, you, you mentioned mustard seed level faith. Jesus is like, hey, if you have the faith, that was in response to them asking Jesus for more faith. They're like, Jesus, right. increase our faith. He's like, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can say to this tree. And in other words, it's not even about how much faith you have. And we'll compare ourselves and we'll think that our faith isn't good enough. Well, I don't have faith for that. You have the faith of God. You have the faith of Jesus in you. It's a matter of putting that faith into practice and stepping out. And sometimes, man, I've definitely, I I find myself in those situations all the time where it's like, God, I hope this works because I believe you said this. I believe this is what you're, what you're saying to me. So I'm going to be bold enough to step out and do it. But it's not always in ministry context or whatever it is for life. If you're making a business decision based on something that God told you or whatever it is, right? Yeah. So good. It doesn't, you don't have to, you're not always going to feel like you're so full of faith and all this kind of stuff. But if you will just trust him and, and, and just be bold enough to stand on what he said, Right. But he's so good, man. He's so faithful. But that's such a great point. And I think if people could learn that, um, that it's not about being super weird, it's about being super natural. It's yeah. about being super natural. Like what is natural to you? Do that and let yeah. God put his super on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's what's really missing a lot of times. And uh, I love that you talked about the faith of God. You just, uh, it leans toward, and I have to mention in my, my, favorite bible verse ever is galatians 2 20 i have been crucified with christ and no longer i who lives but christ who lives in me and the king james bible actually nails it better than most in this instance and says nevertheless the life i live i live by the faith of the son of god of and if you look it up in the greek it's not the faith that you have in him it's the faith that is in you because of him it's yeah it's his faith in us that does all of this it's actually his us that allows us to be born again just like you said even the faith to believe him is a gift it's all a gift from heaven so that's let's just stop the striving thing and comparing i think comparison is you mentioned that as a big 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 roadblock to a lot of people like i i I dress like this. I have long hair. I, I have a, I wear on a button up shirt and jeans on Sundays. I do. Uh, but that is like as dressed up as I ever get. I'm me, I'm myself. And um, I have a lot of problems, Duke. One of them is not inauthenticity. I can tell you, I, I have issues. I have issues. Yeah. That's not one of them. Okay. And it's such a freeing thing, like to be secure in who you are and to not like feel like you have to be a certain way in order to be spiritual amazing amazing point and that's a great if people can walk away with just that man that's a great contribution to just to the thriving life of god in you like he made you perfect and he made you uh just the way he wanted you and you have your your skin color because that's what he wants and you have your you know parents because that's what he's going to use and that's i mean that's who you are he made you to be that way and he doesn't have any mistakes walking around on two legs he he did it on purpose you know and so 
I'm just a firm believer that we all carry the image of God and we're growing in his likeness. All right, guys, that will do it for episode one. Thanks so much for tuning in till the end here. Make sure you come back and catch part two and the conclusion of our interview with Pastor Caleb Hires. I really hope that this was a blessing to you. It's only going to get better and crazier from here, so make sure you come back next week. If you guys haven't liked and subscribed already, if you'd go ahead and do that and maybe share this with somebody that you think could benefit from it as well, that would mean the world to me. I really hope that you guys got some value out of this that maybe helped you see from a different angle or maybe a different perspective just about this adventure that we're all on with Jesus and really what is available to us as we partner with the heart of God. He's so good. He's so faithful. And I'm so glad to be on this journey with you guys. So thanks so much. Have an awesome week and I will see you next time.